latest from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. My name is Duncan Seller, Glasgow Warriors Media Manager. And today I'm joined by our most recent Academy graduate, Warrior number 320, Rufus McLean. Rufus, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Every week, the question on the show this season has been, what is your hidden talent? Obviously, at the start of most seasons, when we have new guys come in, they've got to stand up in front of the group, talk about their family, talk about their rugby history, a hidden talent. What is your hidden talent, Rufus? Oh, yeah, I remember Wilson asking me that. Um, but I think the fact that I can speak Spanish probably helped me out. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was what I said I could do. Did, did you answer it in a cheeky way? Did you answer it in Spanish or anything like that? Or was it just... Well, like, they did, yeah, they took... They put me to the test, like they said, oh, translate this for Enrique, who's one of the Argentinian guys. And uh, yeah, just did it there and then. So yeah, went all right. <laughs> I see you speaking to him sometimes in Spanish. So are you his kind of go-to translator at all? Or, or how does that work? Or is it you just practicing your Spanish for them? Yeah, well, I just think that'd be stupid not to like practice my Spanish on um, with, with Enrique because um, there's not a lot of other Spanish speakers kicking about. And um, I'm doing it at university as well. So yeah, I just whenever we chat, we just talk in Spanish, and uh, yeah, I think he he's trying to learn English, so I'm trying to learn Spanish. So yeah, just help each other out. Yeah, so so basically, what we need to do is we need to set up an interview with you being the translator, and we can actually get Enrique on video or something like that, can we? Uh, you could do, you could do. Put me to the test there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> how how did Spanish come about? How come you're you know you're you're all right in Spanish? Was that just through school, or is that background, or what? Yeah, well, I got I got really lucky and I went to a school in Edinburgh that offered Spanish and a bunch of other languages. Um, so, yeah, I managed to pick up there and then um, had a couple uh, weeks out in Madrid uh, with my dad and met a bunch of Spanish people there and just absolutely loved the culture and loved the language. So from then on, I just, every year I seem to go out to stay with a Spanish family that I know out there and just completely like chuck myself in a deep end and learn whatever I can and speak try and speak to them as as much as possible yeah so so can you read write speak or is it just speak and understand what where are you at yeah I could do all of them uh pretty pretty I mean what I do at university is you have to you have to do all three areas um yeah they're trying to set you up to be fluent by more or less your fourth year Mm -hmm. um so yeah all three uh you're you're studying at Strathclyde Every time that we post anything about you, they're retweeting it. They're obviously kind of banging the drum about Rufus and, and the Strathclyde Scholar. How How is balancing uni life and rugby life? And, and what are you studying? Obviously, you kind of said they're Spanish. Is it a degree plus a, a language or, or how is it working? Yeah, um, so I'm studying uh, Spanish with social policy. Um, and obviously, my Spanish is probably my main part of it. Um, it's a part that I want to like, continue on with um even after university to try and just like be fluent in it basically um but yeah uh Strathclyde have helped me out massively they um really flexible um always help me out and always like have somebody checking in to see if I'm getting on all right uh I'd be lying if I said it was easy uh it's definitely not because after you fully exert yourself on the rugby pitch you come home you kind of just watch your light but you probably have a load of work to do after that so I think the, the trick is either just completely re-motivating yourself or um, just smashing the caffeine, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's going all right so far. Yeah. Are you full-time or just part-time? Full-time, yeah. Full-time. So, so what, is, what does the day look like for you 
for that then? Because we're in from what seven till two, three o'clock, and then you must have a few hours of uni after that as well every day. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, train in the morning, um, and then I've tried to get all my classes um, in the afternoon. Um, so you know, it's not turned out too badly in terms of my schedule. So train in the morning and university in the afternoon, and yeah, that'll be a good, good three hours into the afternoon probably. So, so will you be on away games? Will you be the guy that is at the back of the bus sitting, writing away or typing away or, or hiding hiding away in his room rather than being down in the team room just kind of studying away? Yeah, that, that, that'd probably be me. Um, but yeah, uh, it's what you got to do, I guess, um, to get by. Yeah. Was there a consideration when, when obviously you got offered your pro contract uh, last summer to, to move to part-time at uni or was it always just like, nah, I, I can do both? Yeah, I think it was like... Uh, me and my dad kind of had a discussion about it and we just went do you know what we'll just go with it um if you if it, if it works it works it's great but if it doesn't like we'll just try and um have another look at it um but luckily Strathclyde have been really flexible with it um totally understand and if I've ever needed like an extension or help they've always sorted me out really quick so it's been pretty good nice nice so, so the main reason I brought you on here is not to talk about your degree and talk about your Spanish. It, it's to talk about your, your rugby career to date, because from the, from the outside looking in, you're, you're maybe are kind of a, a success story from the Scottish rugby youth system. You know, you on Scotland honours under 16s, under 17s, under 18s, under 20s. Obviously, you had an academy contract with us. Uh, you got your pro contract last summer, made your debut last month. And then two weeks ago, you were called into the Scotland squad as a development player. So you know, you've kind of come all the way through. So I want to talk to you about your, your rugby journey, really. But the first question I have before all that is, am I right not thinking that you're eligible to play for the USA as well because you are you were born in, in the States? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm a US citizen. So dual nationality, got, uh, yeah, got the two, two nationalities going on. So obviously eligible for the USA, have they, have they, has anyone ever come sniffing? Have you ever been offered a scholarship abroad or anything like that? Anyone sniffing around there? Um, there was there was one point um, after Scotland 18s when uh, there was a little bit of little bit of a conversation going on, but um, never never anything serious. Right. Okay. So so your allegiances lie with Scotland. If you were to get a call yeah. from the USA head coach, you're you're, you're passing on it, are you? Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So so talk to me about your rugby journey. Start at the beginning. You know, what was your introduction to rugby? What do you remember about when you first started playing? Did you join it? Was it club level or was it through school? Uh, yeah, I think my first memories of rugby were playing down at Melrose, um, my local club. Um, and then from there, just I went to school in Edinburgh, went to Markston. So played played there. Was um, really enjoyed my rugby there. Um, got lucky enough to captain the first fifteen in my last year, and then yeah, I went into the Edinburgh Academy setup, and then came to Glasgow. So what? How old were you when you first started? About four years old. Right. Okay. So pro- a proper Melrose Borders boy, just yeah, all the way through. Proper young. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, did you play any other sports, or was rugby kind of the focus? Well, I was. Um, I was really into my tennis actually when I was right. at, um, when I was younger. Um, so I played that to like county level, and then played rugby and tennis about side by side until I was about sixteen, and then I had to kind of choose which one. I'd like to take more seriously and I just enjoyed rugby more. So it seemed like a logical choice. Am I, am I right in thinking that Jamie did the same thing, Jamie Dolby? I think he, yeah, he, I he the, was a young tennis star as well. Did you ever play yeah. against 
Yeah, yeah, me and Jimmy used to play each other. Um, yeah, but he, me and him did the exact same thing. Went to Merkston to play tennis and then converted to rugby. So, yeah. Who, who, was, who was the better of the two of you? Who, was, who, was, who always had the upper hand on the tennis court? Oh, to be honest, it was pretty close, but I'd probably give it to him, to be quite honest. Oh, you're a humble guy. <laughs> you're a humble guy. He's not here to defend himself. I know. So, I guess, did you become more serious in rugby then as you, as you went to Merkston? Was tennis the focus until you moved to Merkston then? Um, yeah, but tennis, tennis was like tennis and rugby were side by side. Um, then went to Markston, got to play both um, as long as I wanted, um, side by side, uh, moving up until I was about sixteen, yeah. and then obviously that was when age grade stuff starts happening. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I just had to I had to make a clear cut choice and completely drop one sport and pick up the other one. And I went with rugby, and luckily it's turned out okay so far. So. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully you, make the right choice. Do you remember the thought process back then as to as to why it was going to be rugby over tennis? Was it because you'd been called up for under sixteens, or was there more of a kind of a, a back and forth there, or what was the conversation like? Yeah, it was definitely because like it was a case of which one did I enjoy more. Uh, that was that was kind of at, at the forefront of my mind. Um, I enjoyed ten. Uh, I enjoyed tennis, but nowhere near as much as I enjoyed my rugby. So um, I think you have to properly enjoy what you want to do for like the rest of your life and I just went for the one that I enjoyed most right so at 16 was there a thought that this could be a career for rugby uh, well I wouldn't say like I didn't think it would go this far to be quite honest um I really thought that it was just more of a hobby but um yeah no I just I wanted to just enjoy my sport uh but yeah more more than happy to that it's got this far so far so yeah, yeah. And and what was what happened at under 16s level? Like, how did you kind of get the call up to play for Scotland? Was there a case of you were identified, or was it just that you turned up to kind of a trials match, or, or how did it kind of all go? Uh, I think it was. Um, oh God, thinking back now, um, but yeah, it was something like you played the district stuff, Edinburgh, Glasgow, uh, Caledonia, and Borders. Then after that, you went into East West, um, and then you played. Um, and then from there they selected the the 16s 18 squads and uh yeah went down to wales and played like a kind of like a mini six nations how, how did you guys do down there ah uh, we came yeah we don't have to talk about how well we did but um, yeah that no, was it was a good experience against some 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 big opposition but yeah it was good how, how did you do personally down there yeah it was it was an all right i was playing i was playing scrum half um back then yeah um that's when i was 16 um I was actually smaller back then, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, and then uh, our 10 got injured or was ill and um, had to play a fly half and I played a fly half for the whole tournament. So yeah, it was it was new for me uh, playing in a different position, but yeah, it went, went all right. I, I didn't actually realise that you were a scrum half initially. So, yeah. so when did that transition move to, I guess, you know, I, when I was doing a little bit of research and on, on the Scottish Rugby website for your under 20s profile, they list you as a, as a fullback. On our profile, we list you as, as a wing I guess position now is is it a winger or is it a fullback for you now? I I'd probably say I've been I've been playing more on the wing. Um, I'd, I'd say I'm a, I feel a bit more involved as a winger. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, there's just a bit more when you catch the ball, just you know back yourself or get involved off um, you know off fly half off the centers. Um, but yeah, so I definitely say that I'm I'm preferring playing winger. Um, but yeah, as I, I have played fullback in the past, so so, yeah, so how did that transition? 
how did that transition happen? Was it nine to ten to centre to wing, or or how did it go? No, it was. Um, I remember one day at school. Well, school, I just went. I wanted, We had no fullbacks, and I just went to my coach. I was like, Do you know what? I'd love a crack at fullback. Mm-hmm. And they were like, All right then. Um, well, actually, I think at first they kind of laughed. They were like, Oh, really? And I was like, No, nah, nah, genuinely. Like, can I have a go at it? And they were yeah. like, All right. Um, sure, we'll give you a crack at fullback. And uh, yeah, I had a run at fullback, and I think I scored a hat trick in my first game at fullback. So from then, I just. Uh, I just went like, oh, this is quite good, you know. You just catch the ball and try and score tries. So, yeah, yeah just just stuck myself out there. And at what point did you become did you become a fullback or, or a wing then in in Scotland representation, like age grade stuff? Obviously, you're saying under 16s, you were a scrum half and then a fly half. So, at what point did they actually call you up as as a winger? As a winger, um, a wing actually happened in my first season at Watsonians. Right. Um, that was my first proper like exposure as a winger. Uh, I played 20s as fullback and then um, went into my super, uh, not super six, it was premiership back then. But um, yeah, had my first season at Sonians on the wing um, in adult rugby. So yeah, uh, that was kind of how the transition went. Right. And then had you been called up as a fullback before that then, I'm guessing? Yeah. Yeah. I played fullback between when I was 17 till about 19. And then wing has been a quite a new development for me. So yeah. Okay. And then throughout all this kind of through between under 16s and under 20s there was a highlight reel made of you that I've seen that you're you're the first you know when we when we get a new signing or, or bringing a guy and we're looking for highlight reels you're the first person that we've had that's not been a Kiwi or an Aussie or something like that that has a schoolboy rugby highlights video and I'm not gonna lie it was pretty professional so, so yeah. how, t- talk to me about that <laughs> how did that happen is that just you and a mate or is that you trying to yeah. raise your stock or what happened there yeah, I've got such a roasting for this over the years, but um, yeah, I, um, I, uh, my mate's really into his kind of um, a good friend of mine. He makes uh, like edits videos and um, does all that and has drones and stuff. And um, back then, I was I was still kind of coming out. I was coming out of school, but I didn't really have a contract kind of lined up. Um, so I was like speaking to people and they were like, "Oh, you just chuck a few clips together and just see what can come of it." Um, and then obviously, so I chucked it together and chucked it online and um, got a little bit of interest. And, you know, somebody messaged me saying, can we put this on our page? And I said, yeah, sweet. And then from there, it kind of just, you know, kicked off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've definitely been getting a bit of roasting for that over the years, as I said. So, yeah, <laughs> thanks for bringing that one up, Duncan. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> like, but it, it must be a good thing though. Like fifty thousand views on a, on a highlights video is, for rugby is is pretty impressive. Like at that point there, obviously we, we talked earlier and just kind of mentioned that you know at one point there was maybe somebody sniffing about in America. At that point there, was there people getting in touch as well? Was there kind of a uh, kind of a, a flash of kind of interest? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, rug. I got the stage three that I wanted um, from Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there was. There was definitely um, something on the given to me there that I, that I was desperate for. Um, so yeah, uh, there was there was definitely a little bit more um, interest picked up on that video. But uh, yeah, hopefully I'll uh, live down the introduction. That's pretty tragic, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they met like so when you got offered your academy contract? What what was the process there? So you'd I'm assuming you'd left school at that point there. And were you in between school and first year of uni or, or what at what point did you actually get called into the academy how did that kind of come about yeah so i just wanted to know what i was doing the next year um i was coming out of school um 
was desperate to play rugby. Um, and then Edinburgh just they came after. Um, I did a bit of eighteens, and then I played a bit of uh, GB sevens, and then after that, um, just got an offer from them saying like, yeah, we'll take you on the stage three. So, yeah, um, just went from there after school straight in, uh, full time. Just took a year out of uh, education and uh, went into stage three. So, so what what was the what was the reaction to that? What was what was the feeling? That when you got that contract, was there relief, satisfaction? Was it right? Let's now time to work even harder. How, how did it kind of? Yeah, what were what were the thoughts? Well, yeah, because I hadn't really, um, I hadn't had any kind of like academy involvement until then. Um, I wasn't like on on the radar. So um, the fact that like they wanted to pick me up was, yeah, I was over the moon with it. Um, my family, I can remember my dad being absolutely buzzing. Um, but yeah, um, from then I just kind of went like right okay it's time to try and try and make something of this you'd be given an opportunity so you're stupid to kind of like pass it up yeah and, and then what what was that like then turning i, I guess is, that, is an academy contract a pro contract is it semi-pro uh it was yeah it was more or less semi-pro um i only became properly pro at glasgow so yeah 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 so as as in in the academy setup obviously you'd come from Merkston castle which is a pretty I guess a good, a good quality rugby school. What what were the differences and similarities between kind of playing schoolboy rugby with them and then playing uh, or being part of the academy? Well, to be quite honest, um, the the school rugby at Murky was at such a standard that it was quite similar to an academy um, okay. in the sense of you had S and C coaches, um, physio available, and um, you know top quality standard uh, coaching staff. Um, but yeah, no, they, they, both were really similar. It was just a different different environment um, where in the academy you had links to pro clubs. From, from from there, how did the move across to Glasgow happen? Because generally you stay in one academy and in one system all the way through. So so what brought about that that move? And was there anybody instrumental in that move? Or um, well, I was. I remember I was finishing my my first year of academy, and then. Um, Got, got an offer um, from obviously from Glasgow uh, and from Edinburgh um, and for me at that stage it was a case of like for my education I was like where where do I want to um, you know where, where can I see my education being better where would I personally prefer to be um, I'd been in Edinburgh for about 10 years um, and I think I was just ready for kind of like a little bit of a a lifestyle change um so yeah and uh, glasgow has you know it's renowned for being um a place for you know young guys to develop um so yeah i definitely saw it as an opportunity um for change for the better so yeah so obviously you, you came through to to us at the start of the 2019-20 season what was that season like for you because I'm, I'm i'm right in thinking that you, you had a bit of a knock yeah so um in the six nations in my first year six nations um i picked up a bit of like a a, a groin a groin injury so um it wasn't just like a regular groin injury because i managed um to keep me out of rugby for a good like year um so yeah i had a year of no rugby at all um just um just injured uh, 24/7 um but yeah um that was it was quite that was quite probably the hardest um 
year that I've had in terms of rugby. Um, because I can remember like jogging with my my physio, and I just went like, Do you know what? I think I've had enough of this. Um, I don't think I want to play rugby anymore. Um, really? I'm just sick and tired of being injured. Um, and at that time, um, I wasn't. It wasn't concrete that Glasgow would take me on professionally. Um, it wasn't. Nothing was definite. My my future was definitely uncertain. Um, I hadn't played any rugby. Um, and you know, people were starting to get offers on the table. Um, so yeah, I just remember. I remember jogging out and just thinking that, you know, I don't actually want to do this anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, she just kind of went like, look, you just got to give it a bash, don't you? Like, you just got to go with it. Um, if you still don't want to play rugby at the end, like, you just got to say to yourself that you gave it a go after you got after you got better. So I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. So yeah, here I am. Uh, at what point did, did that come around? Because am I right in thinking, so that, that would have been what, middle, of, middle start of 2019? And then you you managed to get some game time in the in the twenty twenty six nations, didn't you? Before it kind of all it all got postponed. Yeah, so this would that would that thought process definitely happened in like around November, December, towards the end of that 2018-19 season, coming into twenty nineteen. Um, and but luckily, um, I managed to get in some Six Nations games. Um, and I think my first game back in was was Ireland in the next Six Nations. So I literally was out for a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was good to be back. I remember running out and thinking like, yeah, I don't mind playing rugby again. Yeah, you, you found the passion again. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how did that first game back go? Uh, it's quite ironic, actually, because it went horrendously for me. But um, I managed to lose my contact lens um, in a ruck and then... It was really windy uh, down at uh, the stadium that we're playing at, and uh, um, Chamber, um, the fly half, he kicks it and it gets caught in the wind, kind of. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, like, I'm going to chase this down because I've just come off. I'm quite fresh. Uh, come yeah. on, sorry, I'm quite fresh. And I chased after this ball, and obviously my contact lens had come out and I was not seeing things correctly. Yeah. So the ball was actually a lot closer to me than I thought it was, and I went full pelt. And this guy jumped up for the ball and I went straight into his knee, knocked myself out and got a yellow card. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, uh, could have definitely could have gone better. But, uh, yeah, wasn't <laughs> wasn't the dream comeback. But, yeah, uh, it was good to be back playing. Yeah, so was that that was that in 2019 or 2020, that, that, that Six Nations? Oh, which meant that was... Yeah, that actually, that would have been the... Was that last year? The last, the last, the last Six Nations. Yeah, so, yeah, so 2020. So, but then... Yeah. From then on, you kind of kicked on because you played four games in the 2026 Nations and you scored three tries. So it sounds yeah. like Ireland was the blip. You got the monkey off your back. Yeah, you, you had all the bad times and then you actually kind of got locked in. Was that kind of yeah. this, almost get get rid of the ring rust and then you were good to go? Or was it still yeah. a battle? I think the, that, that Six Nations was still one of the highlights for me. Um, as much as like that it started off awfully it just went it just you know it just got better and better um i think as a team we had a lot to offer um and you know there was a couple of matches that we definitely could have won that just slipped away from us yeah um like wales uh sorry not wales sorry france and um england but um yeah got got a couple of tries and um we put in some good performances um so yeah we were pretty chuffed with that so so coming away from that tournament how how did you feel were you thinking, yeah, I'm I'm back on track, I'm feeling good, we've you know, I might have kind of made the point here, contract maybe coming, or, or where where was your head at? 
Yeah, I um, I was I was worried. Uh, I did feel a lot of pressure going into these games. Um, I was like, I need to I need to play well in order to to kind of get that contract. Um, because there was you know nothing was concrete. Um, it was like we might offer you this. Um, so yeah, I think just having having you know a good good run of games um really upped my confidence after being out for a while um and then yeah uh was pretty chuffed in the end to get a phone call saying that yeah that's sweet um you can go ahead with the deal yeah and what what's it been like then since you turned pro what what's the journey been like obviously you you turned pro i guess it would be summertime there's been a few okay i guess pauses because of covid uh, and you made your debut against edinburgh uh, about a month ago now what was that journey leading up to this game been like has it been uh, I don't know what, what's the key word here a roller coaster a ride has, it been, has there been highs and lows is, yeah nah I wouldn't say there's been a lot of lows to be quite honest um, it's a great bunch of lads um, at the club um, uh, like, do you know what I mean like a, an elite coaching staff as well so yeah no, nah, it's been it's been really good um, a lot of young guys um, and there's a good blend of like uh, youth and experience um, with some of the older guys as well. Um, you know, like you got like people like Fuzzy, you got people like Wilson. Um, these older guys, um, kind of like giving off their experience um, and teaching the younger guys. Um, you know, showing them what they know. Um, and yeah, no, it's been it's been really good. Um, I've had position specific. I've had Tommy Seymour. Um, and Nico and people like that to learn off um, you know so Tommy one of the best in the world under the high ball and then Nico's got one of the best feet in the world so like you know there's there's worse people to learn off so yeah it's been pretty good so far yeah and, and how have you found obviously you've previously obviously done academy time where it's been slightly different whereas this season the academy guys are much more integrated into the squad so some guys you've been coming up with people like Ollie Smith or Ross Thompson and stuff like that have been have been in, in and around kind of the environment much more and training with you guys have you found that beneficial as well? There's a few more guys, kind of your your age, that you're, you're kind of mates with as well. That you're you're a part of, and it's not coming into a. I don't know what the word is here. I wouldn't say big bad squad, but I don't think that's the <laughs> that's the right terminology. Yeah, no, no, it's been good actually. Um, having the younger guys there, it's just like kind of feels like I'm playing twenties again. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, always always my flatmate, and then I've got uh, Tom Lambert as well, uh, who we live together. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been unreal because um, you go straight from the training park and you go home as well. So like, yeah, we're all, we're all mates, so it's all sweet. And and then obviously the debut came around, uh, kind of a long time in the offing. Did, when did you find out that you were being that you were going to be named? Was it was it at the team announcement on the Tuesday when they played the video announcing the team, or did somebody give you a call beforehand, or were you put in a group on the Monday Monday training session? You're like, hang on, this seems to be like the starting group. How did that come about? It was done as late as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, probably one of the biggest shocks I've ever had. Um, yeah, no, there was no no comms at all. I think it was all just meant to be a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were, I sat down to watch the the, the squad announcement, and yeah. you know they, they got to they got to the wing, and I suddenly my face came up, and I was like, oh, well, that's new. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and then just spent the rest of the day um, nervous as anything. Uh, but yeah, that was it was unreal. Yeah. Was it was that did a big cheer go up? Normally, when guys are get are first named, everyone's whooping and hollering. 
yeah I think I think there was a little bit of that um but yeah (laughs) and and then and then afterwards obviously that's generally the end of the meeting at that point there did did boys come up up and speak to you congratulate you or was it just kind of right head down and and get working no there there was there was definitely a little bit of like oh congrats bro um a little bit of that and um yeah uh a lot of the guys um kind of sent me messages um throughout the week um just with a bit of advice and probably helped me out to kind of steady my head um just gave me something like a script um just to look at and just make sure that i knew my rules and stuff and it kind of helped settle the nerves quite a lot anybody give you any funny advice i feel like will <laughs> really give you something too serious nah there wasn't there wasn't a lot of funny advice to be quite honest it was all it was all quite a lot of you know serious um let's get this right kind of thing yeah. um which is kind of what i needed but um uh yeah no nah, it was it was it was good yeah and then obviously it was a bit of a hiccup because you were named and then the game got postponed against edinburgh obviously you're, you're out you're out there on the training paddock warming up and 20 minutes before kickoff the game's called what, what was what was that like had you had you built it up in your head and was it kind of a a sudden crash or do you think actually in hindsight considering you then got to play a week later or two weeks later against Edinburgh again was it maybe not a bad thing for you to kind of have experienced almost the full build-up already once before well I thought it was a joke to be honest I don't know that yeah, I thought I, I thought people were winding me up like the game had been cancelled uh, I thought it was a joke um but yeah uh, after a pitch inspection I could 100% see why it was um but I think that the the game being cancelled and rescheduled um was pretty good for me uh helped helped me kind of get my head around it because I'd only had a few days um I think I had like three days to kind of get my head around right you know you're playing your first game of rugby mm-hmm. um at this level um but I think it being postponed um yeah it gave me gave me that time that I needed yeah and then obviously the team gets announced again you're back in it we're we're at Edinburgh well sorry we're at Scotston warming up at that point there were there any doubts in your mind or, or by that point there were you, you fully focused you're like right ready to go and you were just kind of focused on the job ahead yeah I was just um I was pretty chilled actually. Um, well, warming up anyway. Um, I was definitely I was nervous the night before. Um, like I was just like sitting upright in my bed. Um, but yeah, um, I was definitely pretty nervous beforehand. But when I actually when you actually get out there, you just realise that it's just a game of rugby. Um, you know, just like you do all all day every day. Um, so yeah, that that properly helped reassure me and kind of calm me down. Yeah, and and then the game itself. How did you find it? What was it like? Obviously, Edinburgh's a pretty big game to be to be starting off at, especially starting. Uh, you know, it was a pretty t- close game, lots of action. How did you find it? Yeah, um, a lot of familiar faces from uh, Edinburgh, um, which uh, yeah was was good to play against some people that I know. Um, and then, but I had people like um, Nick Grigg inside me and um, Robbie Ferguson as well in the centres. Um, definitely helped me out um by letting me know like what they were thinking on the paddock and stuff um they weren't um you know there was a lot of clear comms there about what they what they wanted and that probably helped like put me in the right positions um and the game itself was um wasn't really one to be a winger uh, there was a lot yeah. of um you know it was it was kind of tuck it up the jumper kind of rugby uh, a lot of rain uh, not a lot of fluid passing rugby but um, yeah, I think we were all pretty chuffed to get the win in the end. Um, I mean, it was a serious performance up front. So yeah, 
Yeah. And then obviously at the end of the game, back in the changing room, if we win, we sing a song, we sing the Rattling Bog. Did you know the words to it before the weekend? Uh, I knew I knew the rough I I mean like I knew the I knew the chorus. That's when I could jump in. Yeah. Um, st- still learning the rest of it. So yeah. hopefully hopefully soon. Do you think we'll get you leading it at some point? <laughs> I wouldn't put me in that position. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, hopefully hopefully soon. <laughs> and then finally obviously we're we're getting closer and closer to today. But two weeks ago, the Scotland squad was announced and yourself and Jamie Doby from Glasgow Warriors were named and called into the squad as development players. What what was that like? And I guess also probably a thing that a lot of people won't know is that you were also in training with the guys uh, during the Autumn Nations Cup as well. You, you were in for a week or two. So what what what's that been like being, you know, especially that first call up during the Autumn Nations Cup at that point there, you actually hadn't played a pro game of rugby, but you're in, in and around training with with Scotland players. Yeah. Um, well, when I first got that, that first call and like the, for the Autumn Nations, um, you know, I came up with like an unknown number. So I thought I'd ordered a pizza or something and forgotten about it. Yeah. Uh, I had absolutely no idea. Um, so then when I answered, um, it was um, the team manager and he just said, oh, do you fancy coming in? Um, which was just like an absolute massive surprise. Um, I was like, yeah, that's sweet. Like, yeah. Um, I want an awesome experience. Like I'll, yeah come run around for a week that's fine yeah um and then again they i got a phone from mike after the edinburgh game and he just rung me up and we spoke a lot about uh, the game and um certain situations that you know i could improve or what mm-hmm. went well kind of thing and then he just added the end i got do you want to fancy coming in as well again and i was like oh yeah sweet so yeah. yeah, um had a couple of opportunities to go in and run around with, with um with Scotland, which has been awesome. Yeah. Um and it's been you know, it's been it's been great whilst I've been in there. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna ask you a serious question now. with everything from we took we talked earlier about the highlights videos with fifty thousand views to you know to being name checked and be called into the Scotland squad. Uh, I think Dave Rennie a few times name checked you when we were talking about kind of players coming up. Have you ever have you felt pressure at times because there isn't, I don't know if there's that kind of a spotlight on you, but people have highlighted you at different times throughout, or has it kind of just been something that you've taken all in your stride? Um, no, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't think putting pressure on myself is really something to do. Um, you just got to kind of put your head down and just stick to what you know, uh, develop, just develop your game and play your rugby. Uh, that's all you can do. Um, but most of all, like, I'm just, I think after when I was being injured for so long, um, you kind of appreciate just being able to play rugby and just being able to enjoy yourself. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't particularly like want that pressure or put that pressure on myself. So, yeah, yeah I just keep my head down and play rugby. That's, that's just kind of what I'm going to try and do the rest of it. Yeah. And then finally, looking forward, obviously this season, what, what are your kind of thoughts? What are you looking to do? And then also, is there a chance that next season we might see you in the Warriors shirt again? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for the rest of this season, I'd just love to um, just keep playing, uh, just keep getting some games in. Um, absolutely loved my first game. Um, so, yeah, uh, once you've had that experience, you just kind of, you know, you want to you keep playing uh, whenever you can. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be here for the next next couple of seasons. Right, Rufus, thank you very much for joining us on Warriors Weekly. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you running out a few more times for Glasgow Warriors this season and hopefully in the future as well. Uh, awesome. Cheers, Duncan.
Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. Ooh.